0: Hi! Welcome to James Miller Lifeology, where you learn to simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. My name is James Miller. I'm a licensed psychotherapist and a composer. Thank you so much for joining with us today. Let's get started. Did you know that on jamesmillerlifeology.com, you can enroll in the academy I created for listeners just like you? I've created courses you may take at your own pace, which will help you simplify and transform your spirit, mind, and body. Enroll in one of the classes today. I have a great show for you today. I'm going to help you be your authentic masterpiece. I'll also be interviewing image therapist, Liana Challey, who shares with you her wisdom and how to authentically present yourself through your wardrobe, which depicts your self-esteem and how you want the world to see you. Liana also has a special free gift for you today that you can receive at BeTheOffer.com. all know me as a psychotherapist, but some of you may not yet know me as a composer. I currently have two albums which have been released. Think of both albums like books. Each original composition is written like a chapter in a book. The first album, Consolation, explores a character's grief and loss. And just like in any book, the story explores a character's heartache and eventually he finds healing and hope. The second album, Restoration, explores a character's personal development. He has an awakening, and in that awakening, he recognizes all the things in his life which aren't healthy, and it helps him come to a place of restoration, being restored to something greater than before. You may purchase both albums on iTunes or any other digital music store. The names of the albums are Consolation and Restoration, and my stage name is James S. Miller. The name of the piece you're currently hearing is from the second album, Restoration, entitled Awakening. Peacocks were born to display their beauty to the world. So they do. Giraffes were born to reach the tallest leaves. So they do. Eagles were born to soar high above the earth. So they do. Ants were born to work hard and contribute considerably to their team. So they do. Lions were born to roar loudly and dominate the savanna, So they do. Canaries were born to sing beautiful melodies. So they do. Bees were born to pollinate flowers and continue the circle of life. So they do. Dogs are born to act as loyal and faithful companions. So they do. Cheetahs were born to sprint at a frenetic pace. So they do. Just like those animals, you were born to be exactly who and what you are. Being your authentic masterpiece. Many times we can look around at the world and think, my goodness, I would love to look like this person, or I would like to be as successful as this person, or I would like to be this or that. And we often will try and emulate those people and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having goals and dreams to aspire to be something greater than we are today. But when we want to be those people so badly that we look at our own lives and all of a sudden we feel badly about ourselves, then we're doing ourselves a disservice. Each one of us has certain talents and gifts that were specifically designed for us. When you think of this from a physiological standpoint, the genetic code that was given to you by your parents and by your ancestors has allowed you to be the masterpiece that you are today. Often we will compare ourselves to other people and think, I wish my nose wasn't this way. I wish I had a different hair color. I wish I was taller. I wish I was skinnier. We always wish something was different. Now, of course, there are ways in which we can change that through diet and exercise. When we simply focus on what we don't have, then that is really all we're going to see. But when you reframe that and you think about what you do have and what you are grateful for, your perception of self starts to change. When you think of a painter or a sculptor, you could look at their work and think, wow, that's amazing, that's priceless. But the reality is, some of those paintings aren't the most attractive. For example, Picasso, you look at his abstract art. That typically does not seem like that would be a masterpiece. But those masterpieces are worth millions of dollars. Matisse, Dali, all of those painters, as amazing as they are, Many people wouldn't consider them to be beautiful based off of the symmetry of the body or how they were presented in the painting. But once again, those are masterpieces. We decide what is a masterpiece, not based off of the symmetry or other attributes. We base a masterpiece off of our perception of it. It's the same thing with you. What you perceive about yourself is going to determine your worth, your value. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. Your differences should be embraced. What we say to ourselves in our mind or even behind closed doors really is a reflection of what we believe about ourselves. How you present to the world through your behavior, through interactions, through the word choices you use really determines your value. In certain situations, we present really well. But in other situations, we really struggle. We feel less than. We don't feel as if we're adequate. It's important for you to recognize your worth, your value and truly be the masterpiece that you are. You are beautiful and amazing just the way you are. And as you continually grow and accept who you are, that's when you can holistically grow and develop and have all areas of your life mature and grow and be the person you are destined to be. But if you're constantly saying all the things that you think are wrong with you, that's really as far as you're going to go. You will not be able to develop and grow and be the amazing person that you were destined to be. The choice is yours. So today, be an authentic masterpiece, change your self-perception, and accept every part of who you are. A quick example of one of the courses you'll find in the academy entitled Spirit Mind Body, The Perfect Triad. This non-religious course helps you understand how your intuition, or rather your gut, your logic, and your body all work together to help you overcome any obstacle you may face. Enroll in the class today. Liana Chowley is a president and founder of Image Therapist International Incorporated and a globally recognized thought leader, style expert, and educator. Liana creates transformation for clients through the power of wardrobe, and for two decades she has consulted top CEOs, celebrities, media personalities, and political figures on matters of self-image and style. As a creator and developer of Image Therapy, Liana works closely with her clients to uplevel and transform their personal and professional presence. She applies a balanced combination of focused personal analysis, physical appearance, and educational training to address and improve Attitudes that affect her clients' self esteem and overall sense of worth. Liana is a best selling author of You Are a Masterpiece How to Address a More Powerful and Authentic You. Some of her clients include Bob Mackey, The Canfield Training Group, IBM, Nordstrom, Coldwell Bankers, University Chicos, Canyon Ranch, and many more. Welcome to my show, Liana.
1: Thank you, James. I'm so delighted to be here. I am
0: too. This is going to be an amazing, amazing interview. I was, I'm so excited to have you share your information with my listeners. I was blown away when I was reading different things about you and how you help so many people. So this is going to be a fantastic interview.
1: Thank you, my dear.
0: Biggest question I have, I'm sure people are thinking, what is an image therapist?
1: Yeah, that's a beautiful question. And and people ask me that all the time. You know, they they go, what do you do for a living? Or I'm out somewhere and they go, oh, you're an image therapist? What? Or when I speak, you know, and it's mm-hmm. on the agenda and then there's like 2,000 people in the room. Yeah, Image <laughs> therapy, what is that? <laughs> so image therapy is the process of the design of who you are, understanding the PhD in design of who you are mm-hmm. so that you can dress your masterpiece authentic to who you are. And respectful to every single situation that you go into,
0: which I think is it's so powerful in many ways because when you think of every situation you're you are involved in or everything you do, there's usually huge huge discrepancy with that, for example, if you are at the you just finish up at the gym and you have to go into a meeting or just doing something else, you're not probably representing yourself in the new environment that you probably <laughs> could should you've taken just a few minutes to present yourself and maybe pull yourself together a little bit.
1: Yeah, and pull yourself together, you know, for you. Mm-hmm. Not pull yourself together like the guy in the fashion magazine or like your mom or like your sister or like somebody else. I always say, you know what? I would love for you to be you. And here's why. Because everywhere you go, there you are. Yeah. That's the first reason. The second reason is, I want you to be you because everyone else is taken. Yes. <laughs> so if you're if you're out there in the world and you're trying to be like somebody else, first of all, the exhaustion that that you know continues to be in your life, it's exhausting to try to be somebody else.
0: Well, you even think about social media. On social media, everybody, they present themselves in the best light. But when you look away from that, you know your life is going to be different. So if you're trying to emulate someone else and their style and everything about them, you're right, that is absolutely exhausting. And there's no way that you're going to be them because you are you.
1: Yeah. So I created image therapy many, many years ago. Because I started to see that people were having difficulty. They were like really powerful in certain domains of their life. Mm-hmm. You know, they were PhDs and they did their work and they raised their children and they were wonderful wives. But when it came to dressing their masterpiece, which I believe every human mm-hmm. being masterpiece, beautiful. yeah, just the way you are, they would twist themselves into some pretzel. And they would want to behold fashion and they would want to be a slave to fashion. And I'm like, honey, listen, if your body and your body architecture and who you are and your personality and the essence of who you are and your beingness does not allow you to wear a mini skirt, then stop trying to wear one. Yeah,
0: you're right. That is exhausting. <laughs> that is absolutely exhausting. You know? <laughs> because I'm sure you would feel really badly about yourself as well if you don't look like the models and the magazines and you're trying to emulate something which wasn't designed for you.
1: Right. And the and the world out there does not make it easy for us to be ourselves.
0: Yeah. You know. What is the difference between style and fashion?
1: <laughs> which is what brings this brings me to. Look, style is an expression of the authentic self. Uh-huh. So if you are a gypsy or if you are your, your archetype is like a whimsical kind of a, a crazy person like Betsy Johnson, mm-hmm. okay, the designer Betsy Johnson, she's never going to adhere to any fashion. She has carved out a niche, a niche for herself and so can we. Yeah. If we stay true and authentic to who we are, if like the essence of the sound of your voice, which is a big part of who you are, mm-hmm. you you guys are like watching this or listening to this. Maybe you've seen a picture. And then suddenly I come up and I have a <laughs> voice like this. I was like, oh, my God, that's Liana. Oh, my God, she's so different. You know, we don't realize yeah. that style style which is s-t-y-l-e in my world Uh you know when i have my event live your life in style style stands for seek to transform your life every day and your closet is a toolbox with which you can up level yourself every single day it's your second skin Mm. it's your imprint onto the world and the relationship you have with your body and your clothing and those two are like that's like the imprint that we leave. That's piece. That's a big piece of style. Fashion is an imprint that someone else has had onto the fashion world, onto the design world, and then you just taking a piece of theirs and putting it on you, thinking if that's beautiful and you wear it, then you're going to be beautiful. Mm. But there is no rhyme or reason that that piece is going to make you look absolutely gorgeous. It can make you look like hell. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. It's absolutely true. For example, that miniskirt that someone may try and wear <laughs> may yeah, not look well, so a good. Huge,
1: a huge, crazy print, James. I have. I cannot tell you how many times I walk down the street and I basically have a heart attack, and I want to go up to people and I want to go, please, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't. You're hurting. It's like my sense of beauty and balance is being raped and invaded mm, yes this, this outfit is walking in a half an hour before you are and it's leaving the room an hour after you and fully drunk
0: mm-hmm. oh, wow so, that's a good
1: way to say that <laughs> so the the understanding of image therapy and the process of image therapy the application of it is a phd in up leveling you mm-hmm. You know, it's a connection of understanding who you are. What does your body look like? What's your coloring look like? Where do you find the key elements that you can take out of who you are and replicate them in the clothing? So for example, many, many years ago, uh, when I was doing this, you you were asking me, how did you become an image therapist or Uh what's an image therapist? Uh You know, I started this road because I saw that women were not capable of looking at themselves. 30 years ago, 35 years ago, it was just women. And when people would say to me, well, how long have you been an image therapist? I would say, you know what, my whole life, that would just roll out of me. And then I realized I was um, speaking at an image consultants convention in Washington, D.C., and at that time, my relationship with my mother still was still very, very difficult. As a firstborn of three and, you know, defiant child that I was... <laughs> At forty, it was still it was still difficult. And she came to an event where I was the keynote speaker, and then she ended up in one of my breakout sessions. And I was unaware that she was in the room. Goodness! And she went at the three at the end of the three hour session. She, you know, she went to the back of the mic, and I didn't know that it was my mother. And she starts speaking. Oh my gosh, man! <laughs> my heart just sank, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is she going to say?" And she started to say, you know, I don't have a question, but I have a comment. I'd like to share with you that when I was a young woman, I was very, very ill and I was in bed a lot. And my three and a half year old daughter would go into my closet and she would pull on the clothes until the hanger broke and she'd get the purse and the scarf and the glasses and the hat and the shoes. And she would lay everything out on top of the bed that I was laying in, my head covered in blankets. And she would come up to the head of the bed and she would pull the blankets away and she'd whisper in my ear, Mommy, Mommy, I got everything out for you. Please get dressed, because if you get dressed, then you're going to feel so good and so beautiful. And then you and I, we can go out and we can have fun together. Please get up, Mommy.
0: Mm, That's beautiful.
1: And she said, she said, I couldn't get up. I could not follow my daughter's invitation. I was so ill. But all of you standing in this room, listening to her train you, you can follow her invitation because the same little girl that dressed me is the same woman that just taught you everything she knows. And I know how fabulous and amazing she is <laughs>
0: because beautiful. I was her first client. Wow.
1: But my mom is, my, is the reason for why this has all grown. Wow.
0: That is amazing. And I'm sure that what a beautiful gift she gave you as well. Obviously, you didn't know she was going to be there. And then what a beautiful, I, I can't even describe it, but a beautiful we gift that she gave We were
1: all sobbing, James. I, I was at the front of the room. We were all crying. And you know what I realized in that moment is that This this passion that I have for up leveling people, you know, so like the the show, The Swan or these these makeover shows on television, they call me and they say, please come in and and do this work with us. And I said, there is no way that I'm going to take a human being and crush them to minus Mm. 400 in order for the show to lift them up. I pick people up where they're at. Because people already have such a difficult time with their bodies and with their persona and with wanting to hide. You know, we use clothing to hide, James. We don't use it as a platter upon which we are presented. Mm. And
0: I was going to ask you that, Leanna, how is how is self-esteem linked with what people wear?
1: Well, it's like what I just said. You know, we use clothing to hide. We have to get dressed, 90% of the world does not feel good about their bodies. I can tell you for sure, whether you're a size two or a size 22, I had a major, beautiful, amazing actress in my studio, James, and I put a dress on her. She was standing six feet away from the big mirrored wall. And I said, sweetheart, I'm just gonna go out and get you a glass of water. I'll be right back. Size two, tall, gorgeous, flawless skin, flawless body, flawless everything. I come back, she's wearing the dress and she's standing in front of the mirror and she's crying. Oh my gosh. And I said to her, why are you crying? She says, Liana, I cannot believe that the reflection in that mirror, that beautiful reflection in that mirror is truly me standing here, that I cannot be that beautiful. Oh my gosh, wow. And James, that's what's happened, what happens. It's like when I say, as an image therapist, I get to undress your spirit so we can dress your body. The, the armor that we have carved around our hearts, and I say carved because it's taken years to build it, mm-hmm. is not, it's, it's like superfluous. It doesn't help us grow our self-esteem. Because we think there's something we always have to hide. We weren't raised with mothers and fathers and and grandparents and uncles and aunts who held us in the palm of their heart and said, oh, my God, you, my sweet, are the most beautiful creation on God's earth. We were frowned upon. You know, yeah. we we weren't allowed to be who we are. We weren't allowed to be self-expressed. We would sing and whistle and dance as children do. And then, no, be quiet. No, don't do this. No, you can't do that. No, you can't put the underwear on top of your head and go to school <laughs> <get> the hat. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. You
1: know, one gaze, James, one negative, demeaning, degrading gaze from a mother or a father. It doesn't even have to be a word. One gaze is enough for a child to make a contract and say, I will never, ever do that again. Mm. And there's the lock on the armor. And then we grow up defending the armor. We don't even defend who we are. We just defend the armor. That belief system. Sure. Yeah. And clothing is representative. And I always say, you know what? It's a closet, not a museum. Mm. But people use their clothes like... Oh my god no I have to hold on to that and I have to hold on to this and this was this happened in 1982 and that was such an amazing moment so they have to hold on to the clothing which uh, represents the sure. armor
0: ah uh, I like that it's very and powerful and they open
1: their closet every morning and they go they go back to 1985 rather than being in this moment because mm. in this moment with the acceptance of what we have in this moment for who we are That's the only place where we can shift and move forward, James. Yes.
0: Because who we were in 1984 is not who we are today. That it may be a foundational piece of who we are today, but that's not who we are today. We've grown and developed in such a beautiful, wonderful person, but many times we don't realize that.
1: Right. So, you know, I have clients who I've gone into their closets many, many times today. It's only the VIPs that I do that for. Mm -hmm people come to a major event or when they're part of our year-long mentorship program. But she was in, I was in her closet and uh, I said, you know what, we need to go into that closet that you won't show me. Oh, yeah. And we did. And I looked at the closet and I said, well, what did you do between 1982 and 1987? She says, how can you, how can you nail those years, Liana? Wow. I said, because you have a trophy closet here. And I can tell by the, by the way these things were made when they were made. Mm. And she says, I can't tell you what I did. I said, well, why don't you let me tell you what you did? Oh. And she says, you can tell? I said, yes. You were an escort. Oh. She said, how do you know that? I said, these are the trophies that you got from the gentleman you went out with. Oh my gosh, Leanne, <laughs> you were really good. <laughs> and you cannot let them go because that was such a big part of your life. But if you wanna get married and you wanna have a family and you wanna let that part go and now you're a real estate agent, You want to let these pieces go. Yes, you need to let these pieces go. You need to let these pieces go. Exactly. And she was just sobbing and crying. Mm. You know, when people listen to this work, James, they don't realize how embodied it is. Yes. But it is. Yeah. Clothing, dressing is an embodied action. When we slip a cashmere sweater over our body and it feels like being touched by your lover, mm-hmm. people don't, don't they don't realize that that's a connection. Yeah,
0: the sensory component. Yes.
1: Yes. And so this work goes into every domain of your life, into memory, into the ontology of language. Mm-hmm. what are you saying to yourself? My ass is too big. My boobs are sagging. My this, <laughs> my that. You know, yeah. all the stuff that people tell sell themselves. I don't know. Was I allowed to say that? word? No, that's totally fine.
0: <laughs> I was going to ask you, though, the people with whom you work are all different ages, all different sizes. And you'll find that obviously growing older for some people, it's, it's difficult. I mean, that's just the reality of things. How do you help people grow gracefully and grow with, with self-esteem and grow with confidence?
1: Yeah, well, that's a beautiful question, James. And that takes embodiment. Mm-hmm. So I have I have an exercise that I do with my year-long program. It's called Liana's Triple A Plan. So the three A's, I'm going to just go with it because for time's sake. Sure. It's the first A stands for awareness, the second A stands for acceptance, and the third A stands for action. But we don't live life like that. So we don't, we, we, stuff happens, you know, shift hits the fan and we react. We don't take a mindful awareness moment and go, wow, look at that. That glass of red wine just ended up on my white suit and I'm on a date and here I am. I look like a a white and red spotty leopard and I am not making the best impression on this first date. Sure. Instead of just taking a breath and laughing and going, you know what, I guess this is what needed to happen because it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Meaning you have an awareness and then you implement immediately the acceptance of it. Because the acceptance of whatever is going on takes away the grating on your nervous system.
0: Yes, which then takes the energy from what you could, for example, this day you could have a wonderful time, but all of a sudden with that uh, spillage right. of the wine, all of a sudden it's all you focus on. And the connection right. that you could have had or would have had is now broken but based off of something that really doesn't matter at the
1: right. end of the day. And, <laughs> right, and then usually what happens is that these reactions – are the past coming into this moment, undistinguished and unacknowledged as such. Mm. And what we're reacting to is not the wine, but we're reacting to a memory from the past that was ignited in this moment. And when you become aware, meaning, so image therapy is basically an awareness process with knowledge and with up leveling of your language and with noticing in your body and clothing is just the
0: key well coming from a psychological standpoint as well you, the, the sense of mindfulness using a sense a form of mindfulness which is essentially being present conscious aware of what your body's doing what your thoughts are the proximity of the, where you are in the room where people around you that mindful of awareness incorporates the five senses what image therapy is does that same component, but it enters in through the sense of touch, which then yes. allows you to be more mindful and yes. present of what's happening. Which
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah, so
0: we're coming in from two different directions from a psychological yeah. standpoint, from internal to external. Yours comes from the physical sense of touch, then goes internal. So you and I come at it from the same, from different directions, but the same road. But it's,
1: yes, yes, and so the the consciousness piece for me, consciousness is a is an embodied awareness practice, yes. a mindful yes. practice in the body. Yes. Because yes. most people live ten feet away from their body, they don't live in their bodies.
0: And that, that constant awareness, that, that internal scan, the more mindful you are, the more it happens all the time. It's almost like a, uh, an internal, like you think of a computer, computers always run in the background. It's the same type of internal scan, mindful awareness, consciousness that happens, which gives us the insight and tools, the intuition, the awareness of what to say to someone else or perhaps what's going on in that person's life. How are you going to respond? How can you be reflective of your own beauty with inside of you to express that externally to the people around you?
1: Yeah. You know, I want to tell you a story, James. I, many, many years ago, I had a client who was um, very overweight and wanted to, you know, wanted to lose the weight, which I say, don't lose weight, give it away. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. (laughs) You don't lose the weight because whatever, if you've lose your keys, you want to find them. Mm -hmm. So if you lose weight, you're going to find it again. I promise you. That's the way the the brain is wired.
0: That's a great way to say it.
1: So she comes to me and she says, well, Liana, should I wait till I lose the weight? I said, no, 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 let's get started in this process. And she was a gorgeous six foot African-American beauty, Mm. gorgeous, gorgeous woman with long curly hair. And she happened to be an usher at Michael Beckwith's church. Oh, wow. And she had been ushering for about three years. And, uh, one of the times that we had a VIP session and we I got her new clothes and she was like all excited. She says, Liana, what should I wear to church tonight? I said, Okay, let's put this outfit together. She goes to church. She calls me at eleven o'clock at night and she's crying. Mm. I'm like, Why are you crying? <laughs> she's like, I got asked out on a date I'm
0: <laughs> That's like, amazing. Is that
1: something to cry? Don't why are you crying about that? And then she says to me, she says, Liana, I'm ushering I've been ushering with the same gentleman across the aisle for the last 3 years every wednesday and every sunday today this gentleman came up to me and asked me on a date and i say well why why is that so cry why is that why why do you need to cry about that yeah. she says because he came up to me and he said hi my name is james what's your name are you new here i've oh never my gosh. met
0: you
1: wow she says for 3 years we've been standing across from one another twice a week and he's never seen me. So, the reason why I'm sharing this story with you is a six foot beauty, African American with long hair, gorgeous, curly, big smile, white teeth. She was able to hide. Wow. You can hide wow, in that's plain sight. You know? And so, we use clothing to hide. We use black to hide. We use clothing that's too big to hide. We use clothing that's too small to hide. So I'm gonna share with you what my PhD in image therapy is based on. If you walk into a space, no matter where, supermarket, hairdresser, your family, on a big stage with 5,000 people, on television, in your office, if you walk into any space in your life and you will be unforgettable, no one that you encounter will ever, ever forget you. Can you imagine what your life would be like?
0: Wow. You'd be much more conscious of how you present.
1: Yes, but also you can you can know for sure that no one will forget you, which means that I and spirit, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, source, divinity, will always ask you to show up at your highest self. Mm. And I say that not living in all our beauty and all our talents and all our magnificence is like spitting into the face of God. Wow. And we do yes, because we do. if if we show up fully and most amazingly, we have a lot of work to do, James. Yes. We have to really watch our words. We have to really watch our actions. We have to watch our, our anger. We have to watch our, our distinctions, how we speak to people.
0: Which comes from that sense of mindfulness and consciousness. Yes. <laughs> that's beautiful. I, you know, Leon, I'm so glad that you're on my show today. It's been, a, it's been a wonderful time with you. I wish we had so much more time to talk about this. And maybe I'll have you back on my show again soon. And if my listeners would like to find out more information about you, I know you have a couple events that you do throughout the year. Uh, I know you have a great seminar that's available for them. Where would they find this information online?
1: So um, for all of you, I have a free gift. So please go to BeTheOffer.com, B-E-T-H-E-O-F-F-E-R.com, BeTheOffer.com, and you'll receive a, <clears throat> a beautiful video series, which talks about where you can start on getting really understanding your masterpiece. Which is the foundation of image therapy. And then get in touch with us through be the offer.com. You can send an email to Liana at Image Therapists. Always Liana at image therapists with an S at the end dot com. And ask your questions, submit your questions, but go to be the Offer.com and receive your gift. We're um, usually we have two big events a year one or two big events at least a year. And they are powerful, engaging, and really take away all the armor around you. Mm-hmm. So if you're it's willing beautiful. to show up, this is for you, if you're willing to show up fully and brilliantly as God has put you on this earth to be.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, Liana, thank you so much for being a guest to my show today. I know my listeners have been truly inspired by all the amazing information you've given us.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
0: I also want to thank you, my listener, for joining with me today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you joined with me. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for my newsletter, enroll in the Lifeology Academy, watch my YouTube episodes, and read all the articles I've written just for you. If you'd like to become a guest or advertise on my show, simply visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. You may also follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Have a
1: fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking with you very soon.